Hi, in this week's video or podcast, depending on how you are consuming this media, we're talking about starting with the end in mind. Now, you'd think it'd be just a very basic thing that all business people or investors did, wouldn't you? Just to go, you know what, this is what I really dream of achieving. This is what I really dream of having. This is the kind of lifestyle I really want. And sort of setting that in stone and then planning how to get there. Well, sadly, and this is coming from someone that works with thousands of business owners and investors, it's not as simple as that. Most business owners don't do that very well. And there are psychological reasons for that, which we're going to get into. So just to show you, I mean, this is basic stuff, but you know, wherever you are right now, if you're going somewhere, you need to know where you're going. So as an example, if you know you're going to Sydney, then wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in Australia, because you know you're going to Sydney, and we can even get more specific than that, you want to go to one of the most beautiful locations in Sydney, somewhere on the waterfront, then you're able to work out how to get there. You can map that route really easily. So you know you have to do that when you travel. We have to do that as a business person. It's so vitally important. Now, why is it hard for business owners and investors to do that? What is it I really, really want? Starting with the end in mind. Well, most people aren't really connected to what truly matters to them, what they truly, truly want, what really excites them, what floats their boat, what uses them up. And it's not their fault because <laughs> basically from the day we're born, unless you're fortunate enough to be brought up in certain sorts of families, rare families, to be honest, you are going to be conditioned to follow the value system of the family that you grow up in, of the religious culture you grow up in, um, of the culture itself, uh, the value systems of the times. And you will tend to, because as human beings, we want to be accepted, certainly as children, we want to be accepted by the people in our family, you will tend to reject those parts of you that hold those desires if they don't fit with their family value structure they'll kind of unconsciously be guilted out of you uh, unless you take the rebel path by the way and the rebel path kind of rejects the family values and that's a whole different path um, that can lead to success because oftentimes rebels already know hey i don't buy any of this bullshit my parents are telling me in the local societies telling me and they'll reject it so they'll go on the rebellious path and tend to be dysfunctional in that as well but that's what's required to break free of it typically so again we're not trained to be honest about what we really really want now i'm just going to go back and use myself as an example because i probably took a bit of a rebel path and at an early age i realized that what my society was selling me what my family was selling me about what I was supposed to want and love um, made me sick 
absolutely sick, right? <laughs> the thought of only having three weeks holiday a year made me want to slip my throat. Is that what life is? Um, the idea of, of trading my time for money like a slave, trading, uh, you know, and, and not only just trading time for money like a slave, because if you can trade time for money doing what you love, good on you. But we weren't brought up to think that way. It was never about what, where I grew up, it was never about what you loved. It was about what gave you most security, status and money. Okay. That was it. That was your criteria for choosing what you did. And so I'm surrounded by these automatums who have sold their souls to go and become slaves to the man to get security, status and wealth. And I looked at them and thought, well, they're not wealthy. There's no sense of wealth. And I'm talking about the rich ones I knew as well. There's no sense of wealth. They're still just slaves doing stuff that they don't love or like. So as a, a young person, um, and when I first started doing this work, what we teach, not just the, not the business component, but the, or the investing component, but the, more of what's happening with your personal state of consciousness. Um, I went and worked with my teachers when I started to go, hey, I don't want the life that I'm being told I'm supposed to live. And they connected me to, at that point, the thing that was most inspiring to me and that was surfing and being outside. <laughs> and so I decided to leave at that point, my supposedly great corporate job that gave me status because it made me depressed and sick. And I went and moved to Hawaii. And when I went to Hawaii, uh, oh my God, I just started to live life. I just started to have a whole bunch of fun. Interesting though, I learned something. It doesn't matter, you can leave where you're from you can leave the people that you've grown up with. Um, but you'll still, still take every aspect they've conditioned you into being to the new location. So I remember I'd be surfing on a Wednesday afternoon, as an example, and, you know, it'd be 12 o'clock and I'd feel guilty because I'd grown up to, to, with the idea that if you're not working on a Wednesday at 12 o'clock, there's something deeply wrong with you. <laughs> something deeply wrong. Yeah, how dare you have fun and a passionate life? Honestly, you'd be shamed for that. You'd be called a bum as though there was something wrong with that. And so I'd feel guilty. I remember walking home from the beach, these beautiful tropical sunny beaches, feeling like, oh, feeling this sense of guilt. I just had the waves of my life, but I'd just feel this guilt. And so at that stage, I started to do the inner work on transforming and changing the beliefs. Now, that's not what I want to talk about today. I'm just setting us up for as business owners and investors, beginning with the end in mind. So I, through my teachers, when I realised I did not want to, didn't buy the party line, I didn't swallow the conditioning pill that I'd been brought up with my family and my society. And when I started to look inwardly, uh, my teachers helped me connect with the parts that were like, Perry, you know what? You, I just really love nature. I just love being outside in the rugged wilderness. I love being outside surfing and the, in fact the, the almost the best place you can get that sense of rugged wilderness, wilderness is in the surf and solid surf where you have wow this to this day it just leaves me totally inspired so my next phase after following that almost following my bliss 
was I then went, because I met two people who became my good friends and mentors who'd built their entire lives uh, around following their passions. They were family men. They were business owners and investors. But their entire lives were set up so that they could just go and do the stuff that was meaningful. Now, they'd learned to build what we call uh, self-managed businesses or businesses that run independently of them so they could go and live this amazing lifestyle with their family. And so for me, with those models, I was able to go, wow, you know what? That's what I really, 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 really want from here. And for those that can't see me because you've got an audio, I'm tapping my heart. This is what I really, really want. I want to have businesses that allow me to go surfing when I want to. I want to have businesses allow me to go traveling when I want to. And so at that point, there was a real end in mind based on my soul, based on my soul. I was building businesses from that point onwards that were giving me what I really, really wanted. And because they were giving me what I really, really wanted, I was inspired and passionate to make them work. Now, interesting enough, by the way, we're not doing this in this video or podcast, but, you know, follow your bliss. What a great saying. What a great statement. I learned to do that at an early age. When I first went to Hawaii and turned my back on what I've been grown up to be and do, set up a life path where I really learned that if you follow your bit bliss, things tend to work out for you because you're doing what you're here to do, what's meaningful to you. Now, interesting, I often look at that. I go to Hawaii, I'm, I'm immersed myself in surf culture, in the outdoors, and I meet the love of my life because of that. Okay, because... I followed my bliss and I connected with other people that had followed their bliss. And I meet my wife who'd followed her bliss. So we were able to build a very amazing life based on that first decision in my life to follow a calling that really mattered to me, even though it got me rejected by the people uh, in the society I grew up in. I mean, I did, I got really rejected. I remember I'd come back from Hawaii just to visit and they'd always say things like, you, 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 you've got to come back to reality now. You're coming back to reality. <laughs> their dumb reality, okay? I never came back to their reality. Not once. In fact, and I'm kind of proud to say it, apart from when I've, I'm away speaking, I've never missed a swell in my life. Not to this day, I'm 52. I've missed a swell in my life that I've wanted to really surf when I would travel the world, because instead of coming back to the reality I left, their reality, I created my own reality based on what mattered to me and what I loved. And as a result of that, I'm resonating with people and I'm around people who have done the same thing, so that just ups your joy levels. We're going to get a bit more complex about this beginning with the end of the mind, but you can start to get the uh, sort of flavor of where we're going with this because most business owners can't. 
start with the end in mind because they're afraid, as I said before, of being honest about what they really want. So if I ask a business owner that I'm mentoring, consulting to, well, what is it that you really, really want? They usually come from one or two uh, mind frames. The first one is, what do I think is possible? Okay, so what do you really, really want? And they're, they're going, well, what, what's possible? And of course, what's possible is always based on your limited perceptions, your, your limited viewpoints. You don't know what's possible. So if you're choosing your outcome on based on what's possible, you're already limiting the experience. Um, the, the other thing that's really important to say is society runs in many ways uh, by keeping people away from their bliss and joy. So there's some kind of sense that we're all shaped with, and I've got a reason for why I think we're shaped this way, which sort of says, you know, you got to suffer in this life to get what you want. You, you know, you, you don't go honouring what it is you really love. I mean, put that away. That's childish things. That's, that, that's not a grown-up way of thinking. If you're a grown-up, you just got to sacrifice and, and, and you know... <laughs> <laughs> nowhere in the equation is this concept of fuck we can have a real fun life we can, we can have so much fun <laughs> which you can right um interesting i do a podcast on set points on happiness i've worked with clients who have been brought up if i read them on an unconscious level somehow they're wrong or guilty or somehow it's not right to be extremely happy is we have set points for happiness by the way we also have set points for uh, uh Riches and wealth and health. What do we accept? What do we think is okay? So back to this, starting with the end in mind. If you've been programmed to not honour what it is that really floats your boat, what gives you juice, if I ask you what do you really want, you won't answer that truthfully because you've been programmed not to. Uh, you will have forgotten the things that you loved as a child, creating art, traveling, because your mind's been conditioned by society to think that, you know, you've got to sacrifice all that and become a slave to the corporate world. And you then carry that into your business. I've got to be a slave to your business. Interesting, because you want your business to be a slave to you, really, and a slave to your customers. That's the way that I would sort of look at it. So there are often quite a few blocks to work through before a person can even answer that. What do I really want this business to be? What, what do I want this, what do I want this business to give my clients? What kind of lifestyle do I want this business to give to me? And to answer that, you could be tapping into your joy. So as an example, and again, this is just me. I'm close to me, so I know me. Uh, I know what I want my business to do. And it's always about more joy. So it's more about more surfing, more snowboarding, more traveling with my family, a, a greater ability to assist more people with more wealth, supporting orphanages, doing good works in the world. Those things are more meaningful and inspiring to me than, you know, uh, lots of mansions and big cars. I've got to say, I love living in beautiful houses and environments. That's really important to me around the water around surf and around trees. So once you can connect to what kind of lifestyle you really want it to, to, to give you, then you've got to write that down. This, this, this becomes the form of your business plan, by the way. You write it down. 
Oh, one other thing I want to say. Most people uh, are conditioned with the work ethic. And if you, if you watch my webinar called How Rich People Think, you'll see that the uh, working middle and professional classes have been trained with a really strong work ethic because the power elite need people with really strong work ethics to run their uh, money-making machines. And also, if you watch that, you'll notice I'm not talking about any agenda. No conspiracies. That's just human nature. If you're a capitalist and you're free of that thinking because you're thinking, I want my business to give me lots of free time so I can have fun, then you want to employ people that don't think like that because you need them to be um, uh, cogs in your business system that gives you the cash flow and free time to do what you, you like. Um, so again, we've got whole education systems and when you first go to work, you just validate it on working hard. And so again, if I ask a business owner, what do they really want? Typically that person will just respond from that unconscious robot-like work ethic. They're not gonna think, oh, you know, the truth is I only wanna work 10 hours a week because I wanna play guitar. That's what I really wanna do. So I only wanna work 10 hours a week. They wanna answer that because the unconscious belief systems about only being worthy and valid if you work hard will kick in and answer that question for you. So you can see, I've got to take time sharing what might appear to be a very simple thing like begin with the end in mind. Or well, how do you get with it to the end in mind if you've got all these unconscious blocks that block you from being truthful about what you really want? Some other questions that you would start to ask are, what do I love to do? Uh, you would also find out what your natural gifts are. And if you don't know, go to our psychometric profiling system, uh, www.businessdnaindicator.com. Again, that's www.businessdnaindicator.com. And you'll do that and you'll see whatever your natural gift strengths are and what your weaknesses and challenges are. So typically, there's a couple of key principles with that. Once you know what your strengths and gifts are and what your weaknesses are, in your business um, or as an investor, you want to bring people on that have strong uh, gifts and strengths in the areas that you are weak. You don't want to do them. If you do do them, it will drain your energy. Okay? It will drain your energy. We all work better. We all enter natural flow states when we're doing what we are designed to do. And when we do things that we're not designed to do on the level of the ego and the personality, we lose energy, we become deflated, frustrated and grumpy. So you're better off organizing your team so they're all in their gifts and strengths. And then everyone's having fun and doing what they love, which tends to be far more profitable and certainly far more uh, productive. And we start to develop what we call operational efficiencies when we've got teams all set up in their strengths. Now, the reason that you want to know what your highest dollar productive, um, sorry, what your gifts and strengths are, is not only from a practical perspective, because that's where you'll tend to make your most money, have the most enthusiasm, the most energy, you'll be very good at it because it's in your, your area of stress gifts and strengths, so you'll tend to attract more clients because of it. Or if you're not client facing, you'll tend to be really good in the business at those things. So you're going to get far greater cash flow and capital growth by developing those uh, areas with your strengths and gifts. But you also want to put that into your plan. So 
So if we begin with the end in mind, you might go, I only want to work 15 hours a week. I want a business that allows me to travel the world. And in those 15 hours a week, I'm only doing the things I love. And these are the things. Okay. So when you get to that sort of specificity, you know, and you might go, I, 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 actually, you know, I, and I also want to earn X amount of income from that or, and then after so long, I'm going to build it, uh, I'm going to sell it for X amount. Once you start to get those things down on paper and you're clear about them, then you can start to plan that. You can start to develop what we call a one, three and five year plan, start to break down the activities that will allow you to get there. So that comes into your business planning. Be, be very aware of being too pedantic about big, big business plan, by the way, because things change. People see people spend, you know, a month putting a business plan together and within six months, half of it's just no longer appropriate because the strategies they, they spend ages putting into the business plan just aren't working. I don't, I tend to work in a rougher way, brief plan, um, uh, constantly developing it as things change. But here's the kicker and most important thing with this. When you begin with the end in mind, you will evaluate every decision you have to make against that end in mind. So as an example, for me, um, within this business, um, I'm constantly wanted. So people say, hey, Perry, can you come and do this training? Can you, can you come and uh, consult to my, you know, my sales team and things like that? And oftentimes they're willing to pay me really good dollars to do that. But because I'm very clear about the, the end in mind, then I'm going, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that because that, yeah, sure, it can make me a lot of money, but it's stopping me doing this and it's stopping me doing that and it's stopping me doing that based on that plan, which is based on the end that I really, really want and also my rules for what I'm willing to do. Remember, highest dollar productive gifts, uh, sorry, your, your gifts, strengths, um, which tend to put you in your highest dollar productive zone. I've got to honour those things and that means that I'm always in my joy zone while I'm creating what I want. So again, when you start with the end in mind, you're able to come back with every decision and go, was well, that helping me get that or is it taking me further away? Some people here, by the way, will be swayed by opportunity. You gotta be careful of that. Just because a good opportunity comes along, if it doesn't fit with your core criteria about what you need to do to be happy in business, which usually means you should be working your strengths and gifts, and if it's undermining you achieving what you uh, really, really want, just because there's an immediate influx of cash, as an example, be careful of making those decisions because you're telling life that you're not really sincere about creating what you want. And for those of you in my inner circle who just watched my video on uh, how we attract experiences and circumstances to us, you'll realise how dangerous it is to constantly go against core commitments to what you want. You're telling life, well, I'm not that serious about it. And that's a very dangerous thing to do. And if you're not in the inner circle, by the way, just go to uh, Martin International, the website, and you'll see inner circle there and just go sign up. We give deeper trainings in there. Um, anyway, there we go. I hope that helps you in your business or as an investor. Until next time, see ya.